Hey, this is Jesse Breda from Private Toss Recordings, and you're listening to the Feedback everybody first of all happy new year 2015 i wishing you all the best good health success love happiness whatever you want it's all new so my first guests of the year are Chantal moody and chef woodward from the digital wild and we talk about how they came up musically in iowa and washington state uh, we talk about the early bands they were in their move to austin uh, the scene how digital wild came about the songwriting process, the production, their sound, uh, some of the things to talk about in their songs. So there's a lot to talk about here, as you can tell. Uh, great show. Really enjoy talking to those guys. And make sure you go on iTunes, subscribe, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all that good stuff. Let me know what you think. It's the first show of the year, guys, so got to start it off right. All right, let's go. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. My name is Back. Happy New Year. All the best. Success. Good health. Whatever you want. 2015. Make it happen. Anyway, today on the show, my first guest of the year got Digital Wild in the um, in the studio. I can't speak English no more. Seth, how you doing? I'm doing good. Chantel is here. Hey. Hey, how you doing, girl? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> nah, thank you, thank you for coming. I mean, I'm well. Damn, I messed up already. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, see, the thing is, I won't even cut that off. <laughs> Good is what Superman so does. <laughs> keep, keep fucking up. It will be in a recording. I promise you. Yay. <laughs> nah, but thank you, so, thank you for coming. I know you guys are in the middle of a bunch of stuff. Uh, free week is happening, and you're busy with God knows what. Actually, we're about to find out because that's what the show's the show's about. You today. Um, before getting any further, uh, I wanna. I want to get a little backstory on you guys because uh, I forgot how I met you. Seriously, I was thinking about it the whole time I was doing the agenda, and I'm like, "How did I? How did I meet you guys? Do you remember?" I remember you came up to me when I think you'd met Chantel first, maybe. Probably because she dances. Well, I saw you at uh, Dance to Breathe. That's right. It was Dance to yeah, Breathe. Yeah, you had the booth set up, right? Yes. And I took pictures with your stickers. That's probably it. Yeah. Which one? Which one was it? Was that the the one at uh, Emos or the one? Yeah, the one at Emos. Yes. Okay. Yep. I still have that picture. <clears throat> you still have it? I still have the picture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You still have the sticker. Mm-hmm. Uh, stickers. In a I box. put it on something. It's fine. I got. I've, it. I've got plenty. I've got stickers from you. I know. Many times since. I know. I got some more. I'll give you some more anyway. <laughs> I want my I want my name everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I do care about that. No, but yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I think that was it. I think that was it. Huh. Okay. I was trying to remember. Thank you. Um, so, a little backstory there. Uh, you're from Washington State. I am. Yeah. And you're from... Des Moines, Des Moines Iowa. Des Moines, Iowa. So, how did, how did you guys... Did you grow up around music, the parents, the school, or what was it? Mm. I'm going to mm-hmm. jump right into it. Yeah. Um, well, me personally, I, I, from a young age, always wanted to play music. I you came out you came out and you're like da da give me a piano yeah no I uh, um see here I my parents you know of course everybody always has a story they listen to their parents records and yeah, yeah yeah I watched a lot of like we'd have like Elvis movies and and old musicals and 
and stuff like that. So back when you only had like 10 VHS tapes mm-hmm. and you just watch them over and over again kind of thing, um, that always stoked me up like crazy and begged my parents to, to you know, let me play an instrument. We didn't have a whole lot of money, so they, uh, they rented me a violin um, and I just... Started orchestra in fourth grade at the... Wait, fourth grade is how, long, how, how old? What was it, 10, 12, 11, 10, 11, around there? Something like that. No, you as an old... <laughs> <laughs> I, my, this is my third time in fourth grade. <laughs> I think I was, I was like nine. You were like nine? You got a violin too? I was like nine. Yeah, I started playing uh, in the orchestra, playing violin when I was nine years old. Yeah, we both played violin. Oh, how cute. For the school? I mean, you, yeah. you play for the school still? Mm-hmm. Like in, in the band and everything? Mm-hmm. Well, the orchestra. Well, it was free. Like, that, what's the difference? Okay. Uh, orchestra is String. strings and in, in, instruments, and then bands. Band can be a lot of different things. Yeah, like brass be, and percussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make, sure, also be make, sure, make sure you're talking to the oh, mic. my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Eat that thing, that black thing in front of you. Yeah. Well, it was the nice thing was like, <laughs> I don't think either of us really came from, from money. And mm-hmm. so it was a way to do to get free lessons, like oh okay. So like, I personally I did orchestra and violin, and then once I got in middle school, I wanted to be in a rock band, and some kids that could play instruments told me that I could be in their their high school rock band if I learned how to play bass. Uh-huh. So I joined band at the school and played stand up bass to learn how to play bass. Oh nice! And it kind of just continued that way and. Kept picking up more and more instruments and did choir and oh wow! So I did choir, marching band, jazz band, uh, percussion ensemble. What, was it a fam? Was it a family thing? You have like siblings or your parents um, were into music? My or you sister just and mom played flute for a little bit, but I don't think it was either of their passions. Mm-hmm. Um, I know my parents always talk about that. I was just kind of one of my own, my own thing. Where's Seth? Is in his room playing his violin. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was just I was yeah, a kid. Come eat. I'll play my violin. I just joined everything. My my parents were in uh, in college for most of my school years, and they were, both worked double jobs. And so, like, mm-hmm. my sister and I, kind of, I won't say on our own. They were our, our parents were definitely cool and like about us, but like we kind of had to, you know, take care of ourselves. And mm-hmm. we we stayed busy with school programs and things like that to fill up our time and our passion. So it was the same for you. Um, yeah, I mean, when it comes to the orchestra, um, I, I remember sitting in the library being nine years old and then, uh, you know, they bring in all these string instruments and I'm just like, Oh, that looks like fun. And, uh, I was like, mom, mommy, mommy, please. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play violin. So, uh, I remember, uh, yeah, we went to, I went to the pawn shop with my dad and then we got a we got a little violin, and you know, two days in, I was like, I want to quit. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, this is boring. We're it's playing a- music I don't want to play. And my parents did not let me quit, and I played in the orchestra until I graduated high school. And um, and you know, it, it was annoying kind of at the time because it was like this thing that I wasn't really that passionate about. Uh-huh. Um, but. I, I, it was it was good. They made me, you know, stick with something. Um, but you, you know, you know, you wanted to do something with music then. I mean, the I didn't. Already. I didn't know that I was going to do something um, with music. It kind of music was just always something that I loved. I was always 
um, recording things off of off of like the radio on my little cassette player and stuff uh, like that from cassette like players. People. Yeah, remember those? <laughs> Shit. All the old folks from out when there? I was like super super young. Um, but my uh, my dad made me join choir at the church um, when I was really young, and my dad was my dad made sure that I was involved in everything I could to keep my butt out of trouble. Um, oh, which, one of those. Oh, yeah. You're one but, of those. And at the time, you know, it seemed annoying. But, like, now I look back and I'm like, oh, man, that was awesome. Because it really did it really did help me in a lot of ways. Um, even though I felt like I was, like, being very controlled. Um, so over time. I learned a lot of, of awesome stuff. So over time you enjoyed it? It took it took a few years, but then you were like, "Oh, this is actually cool." Yeah, I could be spray painting overpasses right now and throwing <laughs> rocks at cars, but I'm here playing the violin and singing in the church. Well, you know, especially when I got to like you know middle school and high school, I was like anything to get me out of the house. Like I always, I don't know, I, I feel like I was probably more social back then. I mean, I'm I'm still a pretty social person, mm-hmm. but um, I was just like so excited to go meet people and. And uh, especially like uh, growing up in Des Moines, Iowa, you know, there's some diversity, but there's not a whole lot. And I also I found a lot of uh, a lot of diversity um, within the choirs um, and like the gospel choirs uh, in Des Moines, because we would have things um, choirs where like all of the basically all the black churches would come together Mm -hmm. and then do like um, a, a, a huge youth choir. Mm-hmm. And so all of a sudden it's like, whoa, there's all these other people that look like me. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, did you, um, uh, oh shit, hold on. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. But did no. you, did you, okay. Did you feel like, <clears throat> did it came that, did it come naturally? No. No, I mean, it was really like you had to study it, like how to sing, because, I mean, you could be born with a sucky-ass voice, and it takes you years to, uh, to get there, to get to where you can actually, I've always, you know, pull out a note. I've always thought that, like, that sometimes the the people that get really, really good at anything almost have to have some flaw in their head being a little crazy to, like, to not listen when they when people tell them they're not, they're not good at something. Yeah. Like, I... I was not good. I had no voice. I wasn't particularly good at any instrument, mm-hmm. but I'd still write songs and I still thought they were good in my head or I really just, I just kept going for it. And so like when, you know, you just have to, you just keep going and keep going and keep going and ends up starts to, it's kind of like self-fulfilled prophecy. Mm-hmm. It kind of fills in the blanks on its own. Yeah. I mean, I think to get good at, you know, especially singing, like you have to be okay with sucking for a while. Yeah. And um, you don't jump in, you don't go to American Idol and then fig- and find out. <laughs> yeah, and I think a lot of people, um, you know, it's easy to get discouraged when you know you're first trying something out and you're not good at it, and you're like, oh, well, I'll never be good at it. And it's like, no, just you know, keep keep doing it, and then uh, you know something will click. You have you had a coach and everything, or no. was it just to the school to the program? It no, like no, a- I mean, uh, to be honest, like I was I was never good in school at it, and. Um, they just let me participate because I, you know, because you just have to, because the kids, you know, they're supposed to support all the kids. Right. I, I would find styles of music that would be more forgiving. I definitely looked up to bands that had vocalists that had interesting voices that weren't particularly like, um, they didn't seem classically chorally trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say I didn't like that too, but like a band like 
like uh, Smashing Pumpkins, where Billy Corgan has this very like grinding voice, or Deftones, where the, it's 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 always breaking and stuff. Those those stoked me up because I'm like, oh, I could actually be that. Right. So a lot of my early bands were more like punk or like a little bit of hardcore in it or something because I could, I'd be like, oh, well, I can't sing exactly like I want to, so I'll just be able to scream a little bit to fill in the blanks. And it's almost like you. Um, honestly, I I sometimes I think that it's actually kind of cool to not be naturally good at certain things because it means that you take this roundabout way to to learn how to do the notes and stuff. So you, by the time you get there to the same place that other people are at, then your your body had had to like make this big shift and all these. It, it had to. It's a very unique sound to what you're doing. You have your own signature thing Mm -hmm. instead of just having this like this like um like the sound of music kind of voice from the beginning like everything is just so clean and cheery and straightforward i see what you're saying so you got you go through all this you know the choir the orchestra you pretty much had the same background right pretty much We, we have a lot in common yeah, that's no. My dad was black. My dad is black. Ah, yeah. <laughs> my my dad has a black. My dad has a black heart. But <laughs> I'm kidding. I love my dad. Make, make sure I'm a girl. Make sure, make sure he just this. sounds like a girl. <laughs> you guys are ruthless. Uh, we both we both have titties. Damn! I did not want to say anything. <laughs> Damn, Seth. Go man moves over there. Ah, oh, tons of them. Oh, uh, sorry. You, you, got a, you, got a, you got a coach now. I got a coach now. That's all this. Yeah. No, uh, so what was it that really made you decide, okay, you went through all this training, because that's what it is, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay, that's it. This is, I'm going to be a singer. I'm going to join a band. You know, fuck getting a job or whatever the next logical step in life is at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, so what was the defining moment then? Um, for myself, it, um, I was definitely pressured to go to, uh, to a university that, um, I had no interest in going to being in a small town, uh, in Iowa. It just wasn't what I personally wanted for myself. Mm -hmm. And I think Ames, Iowa is great. Iowa State University is awesome. My little brother just graduated from there. My older brother graduated from there. And um, they definitely knew what they wanted to do. They wanted to do art. And I I just knew that I was artistic, but I didn't like to sit still for very long. So I tried um, a few different uh, things there, and it just wasn't working out for me. And it's fucking cold. And <laughs> There's black people in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm just... It, it just wasn't it just wasn't working out for me and uh i actually had a really rough time and you know found myself just getting really depressed being there uh-huh. and and feeling like i was um you know in an institution that that i didn't feel good about myself like the way that that the learning was there i didn't mm-hmm. feel like i learned that way i'm i'm a very hands-on person and um and you know I'm sure a lot of people learn great there, but you know, I think it was also like the state of mind I was at. I knew I didn't want to be there. You think you, you, you didn't think you you belonged there? No, no. I I know like I I knew when I was in high school I wanted to go somewhere other than Iowa. Like I wanted to go. <laughs> I don't blame you. I wanted to go explore. <laughs> I wanted to go explore, and I felt like I was just 
you know, having to stay in this little little box because everyone was telling me that's the right thing to do. And, you know, and I was very fortunate to have um, a scholarship to Iowa State University. Oh, nice. um, so I did go for a couple years. But, um, you know, when you're just not happy with your situation you're, and you, uh, you're just not happy with the person that you are, which I wasn't, um, it was hard for me to, you know, show gratitude in a lot of ways, and I didn't really learn. I didn't really. Yeah, once I didn't you, really. Once you shut it down, sometimes it sucks. But like once you, once you shut down, you've already convinced yourself that it's just not the way you want to go. Yeah, it's right. hard to let anything yeah. in. I definitely right. felt like I had to like. Did you stand out a lot? Oh, oh my god! Yeah, I mean, I had like this like full on mohawk, walking <laughs> around like yeah, like the sides of my head were shaved. Like it, it was just. Not yeah, for you. I definitely, I definitely stood out, and even when. And even when I, um, you know, I, I definitely had had some friends, but I always kind of felt like somewhat of an outsider. Um, there wasn't many there wasn't many black people there. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've also I've also, you know, being mixed, my, my mom's white and my dad's black. Um, you know, there's, you know, growing up, there was always it's rough. this. Yeah. It, I mean, you I, know. I can't relate, but I know a lot of people in the same situation. It's not easy at all. Yeah. You kind of like find yourself in this in-between place. It's like, whoa, I don't feel like I can. I, you, 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 feel, you feel kind of like confused for right, right, right. for a lot of that. And, uh, you like, know, you have like different, you know, different people pulling you, telling you like how you're supposed to be. You know, and then I kind of. that. Then I, yeah. I think in high school, I kind of just like saw that the, like the way I was trying to live. Mm-hmm. And you know, to try to hang out with these, you know, these girls who were cool, and then like they didn't really have like the best intentions. You know how they all just kind of like screwed me over, pretty much. And then I was like, "Man, you want fuck to, all of y'all? Yeah, like I'm gonna to start fit, listening." And you're like, "Okay, this is bullshit." Yeah, like, I was like, "I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be anything like you guys." So then I just started like listening to like totally different styles of music, and and started my, you know, really opened up. You know, see that was my that was my next question. What what? I mean, you were into metal and stuff, right? Is no, that... I was into everything, man. I oh, come I was, on, I swear to God, I was into everything. Yeah, including like, metal, right? Some yeah, metal? some some metal. I was <laughs> not really heavy metal first. Uh, later on in my twenties, I I got into metal a little bit, but I was and I was into a lot of different stuff. I mean, for my parents, it was like Bonnie Raitt and. Like Nat King Cole, oh, and like, uh, shoot, ZZ Top. It, it was kind of yes. all over the place, and um, I mean, Is, was there someone that you're like, oh, I want to sing like that guy, I want to play like that guy? Definitely, but like I said before, it was it's there was anybody that was closer to attainable, like Deftones, because I have an airy high voice mm-hmm. naturally, even before I could really sing. I could tell that that was more in my my range. Mm-hmm. So whatever you know, you know you're singing along to your albums. And back then, when you could only afford to maybe have like a couple CDs or a couple cassettes, and you play them until they're just falling apart, you sing along <laughs> to those in your room and stuff. Yeah. You, so whatever I could, I thought I thought I, I could rap like, for a few years. Yeah. When I and I, and I listened, <laughs> I, I listened that. to a yeah. lot of rap growing up, and of course. I kind of kept a healthy distance from, <laughs> from, from seeming, especially you know the, the pre Eminem kind of era, 
that you could appreciate, but you didn't want to disrespect it by even acting like that you really understood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had NWA. Like, that's I fine. Had, I had Nas. I had that, you know, Tribe Called Quest. But, like, you know, that was just another part of my listening, you know? Um, so, those, I mean, um, but when you, so when you decided, okay, now I'm going to join a band, get a couple buddies together, you got all this training, you know how to sing, I would assume by that time. You already knew how to sing. You already knew how to no, play. I mean, like, no, no, no. That's the best part about being like in a high school band or being like in a young band is that you're just throwing caution to the wind. Like you just like I'm gonna impress this girl right here. Look what I can do. Well, the next <laughs> thing is when you're young, your your audience is also young, and so they're what they're actually their sensor is picking up on is the total high school kind of thing. Or like they're only seeing like, oh my god, the guy I know is playing an instrument. And he's trying. Were you trying to impress someone? That's what I've been hearing a lot from like people who get into music. It's like, oh, there was this one girl. I became a DJ because you know I wanted to impress her. I think that's part of it. I mean, when it's you're, a popularity thing no, at first when you're a kid. Once once puberty hits, yeah, you know, you're already. That's kind of like what's going on is you're sending off the the radar of like everyone's trying to. That's what we're all programmed for I know. is to try to be attractive. I'm not people. denying it at all, but I wouldn't say that was the only reason. No, I think I I never had. I mean, I have a sister, but I never had any brothers. And I think that what I loved about the band idea was that it was an excuse for people to need to be your friend, and that we would all be like that. You all had this thing in common that you were. So it'd be harder to fall apart. It'd yeah. be harder to to for people to go off and be like, "Oh, we have different friends." It's like, but we got the band, mm-hmm. you know, and that's. Maybe it was a safety thing. Like, I felt like I was a part of this exactly. group. Exactly, yes, yes. And sometimes I cared more about the band than I actually cared about the music. I was just like, oh, I, I just, get, to, get I, to practice. I love these guys. And yeah, it was my club. It was my clubhouse after school, <laughs> you know? So. Same for you? Um, I mean. Well, how I guess how I started getting, like, really into music. Um, I mean, I've always been really into music. But when I started going to shows... Uh, in Iowa or yeah, in, in okay. yeah, there's shows in Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> in barns, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, we just hang out in cornfields and shit. No, um, no, actually, like I started going to um, like these different like uh, like poetry poetry slams mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, <laughs> snuck out of the house once. My mom still doesn't know about that. <laughs> oh, make she sure you send know. that to her. Yeah, definitely went to like uh, some poetry slams and. Um, uh, and there was some really cool um, hip hop stuff uh, going on there. I got involved with uh, like the break dancing scene there. Um, the Floor Spiders they taught me a lot, which was really awesome. So it was really cool. I had like um, like people who were you know very you know first and and the things that are going on in hip hop. And then I also had a side of me where I would go to like hardcore shows mm-hmm. by myself. And not, you know, notice a couple kids from my school, but like we didn't really talk. But I would, you know, I would go to these like, you know, metal and hardcore shows because like I had so much aggression and like I didn't know. I can't, I can't picture you like that. It's I weird. know, right? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, even when I first met her, I mean, I would say you, you were still kind of in the tail end of like. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I'm not saying that you, do, you don't deny any of the stuff you liked, but like you were st- definitely still liking 
or still it was still very it was still relevant to you still. oh i would still go to like metal fests and stuff like that and i, w- I mean i would travel and you know go to warp tour to see like bands like you know every time i die devil wears prada august burns red stuff like that like i was no idea what that is but i believe you yeah oh, they're all very big in the <laughs> so, metal scene somebody, oh, okay. somebody will know yeah um but uh, <laughs> yeah so i always thought that was i don't know something that was really interesting like i i found out like a kind of a young age i kind of felt like being this like loner who like wanted to go explore these you know these places where you know they would usually think that i wouldn't necessarily go like by myself why is there this one like black girl in here like there's no one else in here that looks like you and uh actually i actually met chantelle uh i was playing at her college in my last band and she in Iowa. Yeah, that's how we met in Ames, Iowa, at the M Shop. M Shop at Iowa State University. Uh huh. And um, yeah, she definitely, she definitely stuck out. She was there's uh, like one spotlight on her. There's the black girl. <laughs> no, she kept hair. walking around. No, I mean you. I mean it's not. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You know, it's like uh, there's definitely there's definitely interesting people all over the place, but like she she definitely stuck out where it. I don't know. I believe it. Yeah. I definitely had my own little style. She had her own style, and, I mean, it it showed in the people she was, you know, that were around her. I used to put more time into it, especially when I was in college and, and, like, unhappy. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to put my time into what I'm wearing. (laughs) And her friends didn't look typical. I'm going to show up just to piss y'all off. (laughs) Yes, I'm here, bitch. What are you going to do? No, but your your friends also didn't seem really typical of, like, your look. Like, you could have easily been... Like this, like hoity-toity college girl that like was, has got her fashion and stuff, but she'd have like these like nerdy, Nerds. nerdy ass like indie indie kids. Oh, totally. Their hand like you know like six foot one weighs a buck ten with his hands in his pockets and oh, yeah. glasses, and he's just I, like my my best friends have always been like the anime nerds. Yeah, yeah, anime it was nerds. awesome. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's awesome. It was like it. it was awesome because they didn't like. They were like my real friends. Like they weren't like worried about being too cool for anyone. We were just all accepting of each other. Wait, so you already in the band then? That pip, it was Paper Mache, right? Paper Mache, yeah. So when you got into that, you you, I mean, like you said, it was just you not know, be part, belong to something. No, I mean that club. was down the road. I mean, I like wait, Paper, paper, paper Mache wasn't the case. I mean, no, Paper Mache, I was touring in Paper Mache like nonstop for a handful of years. Oh, so Paper Mache wasn't your first band? No, no. How I many bands have you been in, man, before that? <laughs> well, I'm 31. I mean, I. So what? I've been in a lot of bands. I've been in a lot of bands. No, I was in a, I was in a band uh, before that that um, was actually signed to a, to a major indie and like was in stores everywhere and everything. But uh-huh. it, was just, it was just a terrible screamo band. Well, hold on. Because <laughs> here's what I found out, and I, and I, like you were known in was it Spokane? Is that how you pronounce it? Spokane, Spokane, uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. You were known over there. Is it a, is it a small town? Relatively no, small it's, size. Of what? It's probably what four hundred thousand people, maybe. But you were known there. Yeah, I mean, I you gotta remember, I toured for a long time for for several years. So I mean, there's I'd have small pockets of like, we would draw like you know, hundred and fifty people in like. I don't know, hundred hundred cities in America. Like we we toured like nonstop. That was so paper mache. Or was paper, the one, was paper the one before? Mache, one before that, even about the same. 
Oh damn! So like, so I've been I've been doing it on a on a healthy DIY level for a while. It never got like huge or anything like that. Or right, any, but it was like, you know, we were we were. It, it was self sufficient. And you know. nobody taught you. You're just like, hey, we need to book these shows. We got to get yeah, on the just, road. Yeah, you just we learn. Gotta... Like, I mean, the the first band that I toured with, um, the uh, the guitarist in the band was just one of those go getter guys. that was just like, fuck this, we're gonna make it happen on our own. I looked up all the venues that all my favorite bands played before they were big. Mm-hmm. I called all of them, sent them, sent them songs, and work your magic. And he, I mean, I kind of learned learned alongside him. And you just kind of learn along the way. You learn, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you end up, you, you just kind of grow it slowly, you know? And after a while, you just learn. MySpace helped a lot. Back in the day, because on MySpace, you could, you could, remember in the shows section, you could just put in, like, a zip code, and it would say, like, all the shows? Do you remember, like, ever looking up shows that nah, way? Nah, I wasn't even born yet. No, I'm just kidding. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Go ahead, I remember She was space. the queen of MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. It's not that far back. Is that Ten I'm years joking, ago. I'm yeah. joking. I love um, MySpace. No. So anyway, it used to be really nice because any town you wanted to go in, um, you you'd look up the zip code on there and it would tell you all the shows that were going on. So you'd start to see what the popular venues were, mm-hmm. who, what local bands were playing. So you could contact each of those bands. It was really easy to network that way before people really started abusing it, and then now, it's, social networking is. A lot more tight, yeah. So that you, so there can't be as much abuse. I mean, the thing I found was, I saw an article in the local paper. <laughs> yeah. The what's it called? The spokesman. Spokesman review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it said, "Oh, uh, Seth Woodward is moving on to the <laughs> paper mache." And then you, something about you got on the you got on the bus, you got on the train, and or something. Then yeah, you, I well, I quit my I quit that band. You're like I don't want to be here no more, and then just I never wanted to the deuce. And then <laughs> I was in I was in a band that got signed, and I was only doing it as kind of a just a fun, lighthearted thing. I didn't realize I didn't want to be known for playing some kind of silly antics rock and roll. Like it was almost like a Motley Crue kind of, uh, or, in its own way. Like in a, like, I got you. Okay, it just it was a, a little cheap for me. And I I decided to do paper mache, uh, which was a lot more like indie rock, uh, a little bit more folk or neo folk, like something something that was a little bit more true to myself. I get you. And so that's when I kind of took it in my own hands, and and that whole process brought me to meet Chantel, and and also to like move to Austin, and and for us to start the Digital Wild. Great segue. How did the move happen? <laughs> Wait, hold on, on before that, you had, you had your band in Iowa, or, or that um, was so. Um, I briefly um, played with um, a couple guys um, called Still Shine Railroad, and it was actually like a bluegrass really? band, and uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. And you were singing, and you... um, yeah, I was I was singing with them, and then I was also doing. Um, the best I could at playing <laughs> <laughs> some fiddle. Fiddle. <laughs> She's doing I the did, best I could. I, I, I did the best I could do, um, but you know, wow, the, I want to see that guys, shit someday. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know if there's really anything online, but um, there is some stuff um, under or the guys that I was playing with. Um, they had a, another band called Ragged and Ramblin', and um, and they were just really, really talented. Really talented guys, and uh, that was good. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, th- th- it was really cool. Like we would learn like 
these like old folk like slave songs and stuff like that. It was it was slave songs. Yeah, yeah. Black like, guys? No, these are oh. like these are like these are like white guys who just had these amazing like. I mean, this love for folk and they taught me so much. And, um, it was really, it was really a, a great learning experience and, and it was really cool to, and fun to play with them. We would just like sit on the roof and like they would make moonshine and we would drink it. <laughs> <laughs> it was some good old was Iowa fun. Corner potato moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. So, so you come, you're with paper mache and then you come to her college perform and you guys meet that day. We met and we like we became friends and we kind of talked long distance after that mm -hmm. and a little time had passed and we started talking again and she ended up coming to visit me in Austin a couple of years later. Oh, you wait, you already here? Yeah, I moved. I moved here. Um, I was dating a girl who was going to Baylor for four years, like while we were dating uh -huh. in my in in my mid mid early twenties. And um, anyway, so my band had moved here after uh, a lot of. There's a lot of story in between. That's fine, that. but that's yeah, you can't long story short. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I was saying so this anyway, girl and, da, 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 and so Chantel and I played a fiddle and Chantel actually moved down here and we were actually dating for a couple of years. I remember. Yeah, and uh, so I th I thought I was kind of done with the whole trying to tour and all that stuff and like doing the band in that way, and she was. Chantel's a go-getter. She she got she definitely inspired me to like start the to help start the band and we put the project together. We had started writing music together before that. Yeah, we were just kind of uh you know, I loved Paper Mache. I thought they were awesome I, from that first time I saw um them play at my um university. Um I was like pretty blown away. Mm -hmm. And um so yeah, it was it was cool like uh moving down to Austin with no no sort of plan. I just I visited and then like a couple weeks later or maybe not even a week later, I was like, I'm Seth, I'm moving to Austin. And I I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I packed my car. My mom came with me to, you know, for the ride. She's like, oh, my baby girl can go by herself, you know. So she <laughs> just wanted to all, all these, all these wanna, years, mom. Yeah, she just want to <laughs> make sure that, you know, I got here safe and which was an, a great bonding experience. She's my best friend. Um, but yeah, um, got um, got to Austin and uh, you know brought my brought the few things I could and I brought my my acoustic guitar and um, practiced all and the time. I pretty much like came got to this point where I was like I'm going to do what I love and if I don't do what I love then what the fuck am I living for? Um, and I mean I I seriously got like to that point where I'm like all right, well here's my chance. Like you know how you get. I don't know. Um, you can get so down on yourself that there's nowhere, there's nowhere to go but up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just finally decided, fuck what everybody else says I should do. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I, yeah, I had no plan and, and came down here and uh, yeah. started playing my guitar like, like crazy. And, you know, just she kind of, she could uh, kind of talked no Seth offense. into, no, I was horrible. But she, 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 all all passion could she's you know barely had a voice yet and <laughs> all but, passion no talent no, no but the, no but one of the reasons that Chantel and I connected especially musically mm -hmm. was because I'm a handful of years older than she is and I when I said we had a lot of things in common especially musically 
is I could see that um, we had similar voices, uh-huh. and she was a couple steps back that I had to learn the hard way about how to like overcome some different singing things and stuff. But she had like such a great great work ethic that like she just like get better exponentially. It was crazy, oh, well. and so like she would she would just sit there and play the guitar for hours on end for hours like like I remember when you first you first got she'd work her butt off and get like she'd get a new job like every week and we'd be like well quit that one get the next one because that one they're they're terrible to you there like (laughs) she didn't mind she was just a hard worker and she never complained about shit but so she'd just be sitting with this guitar and all of a sudden she's just better and better and better and even when we were recording our record last year like we recorded it with Alex Moss and Brett Orson Black Angels guys uh-huh. and you can you can fucking hear like the different takes from like different weeks oh, yeah. of like like a different person like well, she's, 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 at you. Well, well, I she's thought, scary she's scary fucking good <laughs> well shit. see like when i <laughs> when i came here i thought i was going to like <laughs> have more time to like get good you know before people were going to like before i'm on, I'm on a mission before y'all. people were going to like you know try to throw me on stage like i can <laughs> you know but um yeah like uh were you pressuring alex her and no no, she no was not pressure, at all. she was pressuring me to like get going again cuz i'm not going to lie i was i was bumming on the fact that i you know i've been doing this for a long time and when you get stale at it yeah you know you're getting you you're getting a, not up there in years, but like you, you start to like be like, well, what's important to me? You know, like, do I want to start a family? Do I want to get a career? Do I want to do all this sort of stuff? And she kind of re-sparked the, hey, let's well, let's was, just go do some fucking. Awesome good, I was kind of thinking like, <laughs> like he's like so he's so talented with his writing and everything. It was just like a shame to see him not do it, and I was just kind of like, what? No, you not doing music? Like what? Wait, That's so like I was going to get to that. So I mean, this whole time. Even whether it was with paper mache or the the one before, or in your case with the fiddle and all that stuff, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> you were writing the whole time. Um, was, was writing part of that, or that came later? Yeah, well, you, yeah. You well, you know, general, right? actually, ever poetry since, or anything. Ever since I was, um, you know, I probably started keeping my first journal when I was probably maybe like seven years old. Um, I still have some. I still have journals from when I was like eight years old. Like I've I've always kept like journals or, or written poetry, and I'm sure it was you know it was mm-hmm. pretty horrible back then, mm-hmm. and uh, and and absolutely hilarious when I look back and did any of them turn into songs? Um, but that would've been good. But it was it was you know I I did this you know thing where I would just you know kind of write stuff out all the time, not even really thinking that it was going to um, amount to someday that I might play music. I, it was never mm-hmm. that way. It was like I need to get this out of my head because. I feel like I'm crazy, and I need to put it somewhere, like for real. No, nah, I, uh, I, I want that. I want that. That's awesome. That's dope. And it was this kind of outlet. It was this, it was an outlet that I needed and er, that I had, where um, you know, no one was judging me for it, and uh, I could say whatever the hell I wanted to, which was awesome. So it, it's it's cool when I look back now that I feel like, wow, I actually, you know, have been writing for such a long time, and it didn't even. You know, at the time, I didn't feel like I was like working towards mm-hmm. anything. I was just trying to, you know, was there spill out all this. Was there a pattern in terms of what you were writing about, or was it just like, okay, I just think of something and then I have to put it down? Um, or? I'm definitely, I've always been like a pretty like emotional person. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, the, mi- the I'm, 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 I'm a middle <laughs> child. Yeah, my last name is Moody, so. <laughs> 
Yep. <laughs> was it was um, for you? I mean, I'd say that like, um, strangely enough, my my gift that the the adults when I was a kid thought I was going to be really good at was I was always really far ahead in math, and huh. that strangely <laughs> enough. No, no. Sorry, I, I didn't mean that in a bad way, man. No, but strangely <laughs> enough, I, I, I think that my writing came about as I'm also a very emotional person, especially in my younger years. I was very effeminate, and like, I've, you know, that all changes as you become older and and mm-hmm. discover yourself more and more. But like, I think that my writing a lot of times was like puzzles in a way. Like, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed wordplay and about like symmetry and and things about like making things fit within melodies and and so it was a math problem to you kind of thing in a way in a way that was part of it i think that that's what i realized that math was being an emotional person and doing doing math it was just a little too dry for me to be my main focus in life Mm -hmm. but this kind of solved where i could still get probably subconsciously i could fulfill a little bit of that math craving Mm-hmm. in a way of like of working out words and like like Chantel was saying about like the the journals and things like that I always like to draw and things like that and so like so making like drawing uh, out words and and fitting them all together it became this like mix of it all mm-hmm. mix of math art and and writing you know and so you know that's that's definitely how I express myself for sure Nice. Wait, wait. So, um, so when you came down to Austin, what what was it like? I mean, did you form the band right away, or no. you just yeah. you just looked around? You're doing your own thing. No, the like the first day I got to, what the first couple days I got to Austin, I got a phone call asking if I wanted to be a backup dancer for Mickey Avalon. So it was like, wow, right. Yeah. Which, which she did. Which I did. did which I did. Totally. Wait, what, show, like, what show was it? It was at the Old Emos. Old Emos, yeah. Uh-huh. It was at the Old Emos. And I remember... I was, Eddie I, I had, that up, Yeah, I had lived here a day. And then How I got a call you? to do that. Um, I think Eddie. They, they said they needed a dancer or something. And then, like, Eddie hit me up and... Uh, he was in Paper Mache. Yeah. Because uh-huh. when I moved... When I moved here... Sorry to interrupt. But when I moved here with Paper Mache, the guitarist... Brian Bash ended up being the head of Sound of Emos. Now he's the the he's the main sound guy for Beats Antique, uh-huh. and then Eddie, my bass player from Paper Mache, was in Digital Wild until recently, which we're still friends with him and everything. But like now he's the sound guy for Jenny Lewis. Yeah. So these boys just like like Paper Mache just went off into like all these different things, <laughs> right? But the cool yeah. part was is that like she's she he dropped her name to them. And they're like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, have her come dance. Yeah, so it was like the first day I was here, and I was like, what? I get to dance for Mickey Avalon? My sister, my dick. My sister yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah. My dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was on stage for that. But what's Your funny yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's, what, what's funny about it is that, like, um, you know, you'd probably, you, you know, for songs like that, you would definitely expect, you know, to slut it up and stuff. And, uh, you know, I have such a background in dance um, that, you know, I'm, like, you know, doing, like, some, like, you know, what I think is is, is some yeah, pretty decent doing... decent like footwork and mm-hmm. and I just I love freestyling and dancing so you know it I mean I hadn't really performed with you know an an artist like that in a new city so coming here and then doing that like the first day I was like oh yeah oh I'm where uh, I'm supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh yeah. I'm like, I can do this. Chantel knows how to network for sure too. Uh, like, like I, I believe yeah. it. I so I mean, when I came here, you know, just like oh, so like wide eyed and just excited for everything. You know, all of a sudden I have all these new people of you know, and I'm like, wow, this place is so diverse. You know, some people like to say there's not a lot of black people in Austin. I I moved here from Iowa, and I'm like, whoa. This is so awesome. <laughs> There's niggas everywhere. <laughs> I'm like, this is so cool. Everyone looks so, uh, so, so interesting. I would just Weird. love like sitting, yeah. sitting at like Joe's Coffee and just like watching people. You know, people probably like, oh, be just feeling uh, like Austin a definitely just, has like, this thing. <laughs> like when I look, I I just moved from a small town in France, and my dad told us, yeah, we moved to Austin. I'm like, that's Texas, right? They don't have an NBA team. I don't even know what that is. And I come in, I'm like, holy shit, they have trees. And people <laughs> wear mohawks and have piercings and all kinds of stuff. And there's so much music. You know? And I'm like, thank you, Dad. <laughs> thank oh, you. that's awesome. I would have been in Dallas or anywhere else. I would have been miserable. But thank, thank you for, uh, I'm glad I'm, <laughs> I landed here. I haven't left since. Me too. 16 fucking years. That's what's up. <laughs> Chantel, I want you to tell them your longest favorite story ever. I have to go pee. All right. You have a story? Well, that's not <laughs> <awkward>. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's fine. So you've been here for a few. Uh, you had gotten here for you. Ah, I yeah, I've been here for like three and a half years now. Three and a half years? Yeah. I thought it'd been longer than that for some reason. Mm-mm. Must be. No, I mean it's kind of crazy that it's like been like three and a half years. Wow. I feel like that's kind of crazy, but it's been, uh, for some reason I thought it was it's longer. It's been awesome. <laughs> so I'm, I met you. You were you were just got here pretty much. Yeah. Damn. But um, so the band, so how long did it take for the band to get together or the idea of a band? Was that your idea or was it Seth's idea? Well, when I moved here, um, I knew I wanted to pursue music, even though I didn't know how I was going to, mm-hmm. you know, and just some things just feel good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it always just felt good to be playing my guitar and singing and uh and it, you know, performing. Mm-hmm. I love dancing too. Um, yeah. So let's see. The band's been together about two and a half years. Yeah. So p- who put it together? Who said, "Hey, we should put this together"? Well, it it started out as um, Seth and myself um, just writing things together uh-huh. and uh, just playing with Pro Tools and and recording uh, little weird beats. Um, you know, with the stomps and hand claps and just trying to figure out how to navigate, um, you know, a computer program that we never used before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we um, started messing around with that. Um, I mean, you, you did. See. And then we. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. Um, and then um, uh, we were out and then we we met Pax. And I remember I remember thinking, wow, he's got such cool style. I rem- he was with Beta Players, right? Before that? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. They were with Beta Player. And I remember thinking, um, oh, that, wow, that's a really cool looking group of people. You know, I just got here and everything. So everything I'm looking at, I'm like, whoa. If, this if, is if, so if cool. you're in Austin and you're in music, you're bound to meet like yeah, that's either so cool. some of the top people or just interesting people who just want to do shit. Yeah. Just want to make shit happen. Right. You're talking about Beta Player uh, album? Well, yeah, yeah. Just how, just how we formed and then, then through. Uh, Welcome back. How you feel? <laughs> oh, lighter. I felt a lot lighter. <laughs> and then, yeah, through them, we, we met uh, 
Wisdom, and then um, Eddie was the uh, bass player of uh, Paper Mache. And um, yeah, so I asked. Yeah, him we if just kind of just all kind of started playing Work, with putting together. weird genres together. I guess I didn't say weird genres, but you know, kind of a, 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 a kind of a weird blend. You know, not stuff that right. And and, you know, and the thing really is, you know, in a city like Austin, where I mean, everybody and their mama is in the band, and I'm sure. I mean, if it's only two and a half years ago, uh, you know, I'm sure at the time there was a whole lot happening already. I mean, the festivals were already here. People were coming here to perform all the time, so. In a way, did you guys want to, like, trying to fit that? Like, this is Austin? Or you're like, look, it's just, we're just going to do what feels right to us and then just see what happens. To be to be honest, Chantel, I mean, I won't speak for you, but this is just kind of how my vibe was. Is that, like, when, when Chantel and I were, like, writing music before the, the band started and everything like that, we were very centered in our, into our own life. And it didn't seem like we were really looking outward at a lot of other people that were around us and stuff in the scene. Like, you can kind of hear the joy in Chantel's voice by, like, her discovering herself in Austin about her thing. But, like, she wasn't fixated on other people. She was fixated on her growth mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So there's kind of, like, when we were creating music and stuff, I don't feel like we were ever really, like, oh, and there's this other band in the scene and there's this and this is what's going on with this and that. Yeah, I didn't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, we were just having a blast. Like, we had formed a little club. And with some really interesting people, there's like very like you know Pax and 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 Michael and uh, uh, D Dot like oh yeah and D Dot I mean who's our and original Eddie. our keywords they were straight from a straight up hip hop scene yeah and we had I mean I'd heard people I mean I had friends who were in that kind of thing before but like never so much the full lifestyle Pax is like in it. yeah he's in it he's <laughs> definitely in it and like. And I was, I was definitely inspired by them. And then like, Eddie is definitely from my old life and whatnot. And like Chantel was like bringing a, a totally different, alternative flavor of like what it could mean to be an artsy, well-rounded person from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. With, and that brings up so many cool, cool different backstories to it. So we, I don't feel like we were ever really. I think that maybe part of like what our mini success was or why people even gave us the time of day yeah. was because we weren't really focused on any of that. Like we, we got really lucky and we just made friends with amazing artists that had been much more successful than we had ever been. And I think that they kind of they gravitated towards us because we were, we weren't really focused on the, the bullshit of it all. Yeah. I mean, and, and the thing is um, it, it, it took me years to get into the live scene here. Like, I'm a big DJ fan. I know, if not all the DJs here. Um, and in terms of live music, it took me a while to get into it. Because I always had this feeling like, hey, uh, there's a band called such and such with a crazy-ass name that they put three words together that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> and then someone's naming it for some reason, but that's, anybody, that's nobody in the band. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, it was all kind of the same. I mean, to me, yeah, no, I understand. To me, it was, and it was, and then when I would, and I tried, and I would ask him. I said, "So, what is it you guys do?" I mean, I I heard the song, you know, and like, oh, with this indie rock, folk, electronic, they just add types of music to mm-hmm. make this long ass definition of their sound. Right. And I'm like, 
that's sounds kind of cliche and you're just bullshitting me right now. I'd rather hear someone say, look, this is what we do. And this is how we feel. And this is how we put it on stage. And this is, you know, this is a, uh, what we're trying to put out there. Instead of always trying to throw some label, label after label. Yeah, you get really, um, I mean, you get, I mean, you get really pushed into kind of fitting your, yeah, yeah, yeah. fitting your sound into, into a box. And that has been one of the, one of the questions I just, I just hate almost. Oh, is, I know. Well, is what, what, what is your sound? What, sucks, what are, you know, what are you guys? And it, you know, and we all have just such diverse backgrounds that we just took, you know, a, a bunch of sounds that we love and we, you know, we kind of threw them all together. And that's totally respectable. But it's, you know? it's, it does suck either way though, because I totally hear what you're saying and that makes total sense. But it also is frustrating to people that when they just want to ask, when they ask a, a person, simple question. a simple question like, <laughs> what do you sound like? They, they're not always expecting to say that you sound exactly like the Beatles or that you sound ex- exactly like Miles Davis. They're just trying to get a, like, can you triangulate kind of a vibe of where you're at? I can see that. If you know nothing, um, and actually I've had this problem with the whole EDM scene. I had Jesse Breda on the show and he tells me, yeah, I mix all kinds of stuff together. And I'm like, yeah, but so, for someone who doesn't know anything about EDM, who right. just all all they know is this thumping sound, and you come here and you say, "Oh, I throw some reggae in it," and I'm like, "Huh?" You got to give somewhat of a angle, at least that okay, this is your this is your door in, and then once you're in, you're gonna discover all this shit we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, totally. I, I, I see I see what you're saying, but um, I think it, it's it's more honest to be like, "Hey, we do a lot of stuff." We all come from different backgrounds. We all have our story to tell. We want to bring different perspectives to our music and just listen to it and tell me what you feel. Yeah. You well, know. it's the same thing as like if if our album is done and the band's sitting around and we're looking through a catalog of who's going to print our record. Is it going to be on vinyl? Is it going to be on CD? Are we going to only do a digipack? Mm-hmm. Well, all these different things. What color is the album cover going to be? We know already that that does not define the sound. It's just an extra fun little thing to to right. to help us just help us convey what what we feel on a different level. Even like like oh, well, this album makes me feel like it should be a blue cover. Like it's not necessary for it, but it's just a fun little extra thing of it. And that's the same thing that I think about when someone asks me what we sound like or something like that. Yeah, if they don't agree with it. Okay. Well, do they do they just do they, would they hate the band because they don't agree that we that I say that we kind of convey something that's like Massive Attack? Mm-hmm. Would, would they be like I like the songs but you don't sound anything like Massive Attack? Right. Well, <laughs> if, no, if they say like like who who'd you sound like? That's one thing. But I think a lot of times they go okay. If I were to look look you up in iTunes or at the record store, what category do I look you under? Is it is it R and B? Is it hip hop? Is it Indie is it folk? Is it rock? It's under T for the digital world. No, I know, I know, but uh, in their mind, that's how they think. No, no, I t- I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I know, I know. <laughs> it's not under D. It's a, I could be there. <laughs> no, but that, that's what they're thinking. But I, no, I, I I'm, I'm totally with that. And I mean, like I said, it, it took me so long to get into the whole life scene here because I, I kept hearing those labels, and I'm like, that, that makes no sense. And then unless you know, you tell, you just tell me, hey, just 
check it out. Just listen and then give me a full report or let me know what you, how you feel about it. If this, if that's not your thing, well, then maybe there's more stuff that we do you might, you know, you might want to look into. But you're saying, you, you, I, yet again, I totally agree with how, the way you're saying it, uh-huh. but can you not see how, like, this is where it's sticky to monetize your music or to describe yeah. your own music. Yeah. And it's 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 frustrating when someone goes, it sounds, can sound, it, it can come off pretentious of, oh, you just need to check it out. Like, we're this, we're this unique, and I've heard people complain about that. Uh-huh. I've heard people complain about the complete opposite. It comes down to, I just giggle all this off because no, you're it right. is what it is. Just. That's, that, that's, you know what? That is the, the, the most honest answer you can give. Yeah. It's just, we do what we do. But I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind helping out people. If I think that if, you should learn how to communicate with people. You don't give a, a stock answer to every single person. Yeah. Sometimes I know what someone's asking me. If some dude just goes, "Oh, what kind of guitar is that you're playing?" and then goes, "What kind of style are you playing?" I have a feeling that he's got more of like a, a sonic uh, question in, involved in it. He mm-hmm. wants to know. He wants to know about like is the difference between like the White Stripes and Jack White's albums that's, uh-huh. that's how little minute things he can see the difference between and then there's different people that go is it rap or is it country or is it, is it rock and roll like <laughs> definitely country you know just like when we play in some small town and some kid goes you guys rock so hard you guys are like metallica <laughs> you're like you're like metallica oh. madonna in the 90s and <laughs> blink 182 but only the early stuff and you're like well that doesn't make any fucking sense well, what do you but, answer to that? Just to yeah, we just go. Thanks, bud, because they're stoked. They just, they just what they're trying to say is, you are confident and awesome and doing what you love, and I can I can sense that coming off of you. That's really what they're Madonna trying to say. <laughs> I don't no, think anyone's you, ever said that. Yeah, no, but it's just funny. <laughs> no, but I'm saying is, some is. some kid who only has like so many inputs right, 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 into right, their right, lives, right, right. To them, that that's the coolest. Compliment they can give you. I actually read that you came up with that Afrodelic trip rock thing. <laughs> she did. Yeah, man. Yeah, because we were just we were trying to like, I mean, we come were up tr- with your own shit. trying to come up with some sort of you know genre that we thought um, explain explained you know what we did and and uh, you know we all definitely you know love trip hop and and uh, wisdom with his beats. You know he he that definitely um, inspires him and uh you know we're definitely heavy heavy on the drums yeah um so i feel like that definitely uh afro daily trip rock <laughs> you gotta, gotta trademark that because something because because when you say that people are like oh okay yeah i get it somehow for some reason i get it <laughs> some reason like i i want to hear what that sounds like yeah, right. Yeah, yeah it, it makes people curious. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> they have other people. I think, I think the Black Angels guys definitely gave us our confidence in that too. Like when they, like when we, when we started like recording with them and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we really had the confidence completely to say what we were as a band because we're. I was a little nervous because I'm thinking, shit. When you tell somebody, oh well, we have a rapper and we sing. And there's all the stuff you're like, like Linkin Park. Park. Is it Limp Biscuit? You know, like, you know, <laughs> oh, is, it, is no. it fucking? No. It's like, no, it's not that at all. So like, they definitely helped build that confidence of like, no, you guys remind us of, of what Tricky made us feel like, or what like Sneaker Pimps, or like so, something with a little bit more edge and and something artistic and 
Wait, so what? So when you first started playing as the Digital Wild, how did the crowd react? Were they like, "Hmm, this is something. This is interesting," or like, "How did? You, what kind of feedback were you getting?" I don't think I've ever got any bad feedback. Um, been I think I, I think the feedback um, was keep saying feedback. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Keep saying <laughs> back, feedback. Back, back, back. <laughs> um, you got it. Well, the the feed bak was like <laughs> like really bak. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so people just embraced it right away. Yeah, I think people have always been um, supportive. If I mean, if it's their even if it's not kind of like their favorite. Style mm-hmm. people have been like, you know, y'all are like, you know, trying to do something unique. So exactly, I, yeah. I, so they're like, you know, I kind of respect that. Even like, you know, some kind of, you know, grandpas come to the shows or whatever, and they'll be like, huh, well, that's like, interesting. Well, it's not not really what that's refreshing. Not really what I would listen to, but it was. Yeah, it's always it been was, a, a respect was, when it comes to the yeah the feedback on it. I like, think people like to see people do things that they're really passionate about. Right, yeah. Um, you know, like, there are some things that, you know, may not be my favorite thing, but if I see somebody, like, you know, give their heart on stage... That's true. Um, then it's I'm all like, difference, yeah. Yeah. Also, we're pretty, so, we're pretty chill, nice people, like... Nah. Nah, not at all. <laughs> no, but, like, like I mean, Chantel's known as being... She's just, she's a sweetheart, and, like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a loud, loud buffoon, but... Uh, Whatever, nice. man. Whatever. But um, <laughs> no. But I think that maybe you can throw flowers at yourself the, too. The, sometimes the you people know? that the people that that I'm sure there's people out there that don't care for our stuff. But I love that for some like we don't draw a reaction from them. Some bands for some reason p- people need to say that they don't like it. Maybe if there's people that don't like us, they don't they don't seem to need to say it. They just kind of walk the other way, and that's great because we don't need everybody to like us. Right. We want to do for people that that want. Us in their ears. Yeah, and you know, and you know, if there's if we play a show and I see like one person's eyes lighting up, mm-hmm. hopefully it's more than one person. Um, that makes it worth it. I think that t- makes it totally worth it. There, I mean, there's been times where we've played, you know, almost empty rooms, and uh, and you can tell there's like a couple people that were like, you know, impacted. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I love that. That that's that's why we do it. You know. No, we've been talking for an hour, right? Yay! It's okay. I'm not done. There's still a lot to talk That's about awesome. here. This is fun. Nice, nice. So, did you remember your first gig? Was it a uh... my first gig like ever? No, the Digital Wild as as the yeah. Digital Wild. We um we played at em- the the new emos. Damn! Already? Mm-hmm. Not well, even we, Maggie Mays. Or well, we made like... it. We made it a special. Seth event. had big, big dreams. Not big dreams. Hey, well, I wanted it to be. And I think it, it it works. It's not to it's not to. It was part of a whole thing, right? It was well, a benefit. We made it a benefit. Um, me and a friend rented it out, and we we got some really good local bands on it. And oh, so you were the headliners? Uh, were we? Did we? No, 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 no. But I mean, they were all they're all smaller local bands. Okay. And then we just said it was free, and then people could make donations. It's called Fuck Cancer, and they just fair uh, enough. And we raised, I think we raised we like raised eight hundred bucks for cancer. I mean, a pretty good start. Well, it was a, a cancer patient. Yeah, for a cancer patient, not just cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, you shouldn't give money to cancer. No, don't get only, can, cancer. Only don't need your money right now. <laughs> only, only against cancer. Yeah. No, it was to help um, raising money for it cancer. Was to help no, you're a, not a, a young yeah, lady asshole. pay some bills. Yeah, and it helped her out a lot. And and um, 
No, so we did that. We did that as the first show. Just to, I wanted to, I wanted to, people to see us at a good venue for a good cause. We wanted to help out and like mm-hmm. we'd been working on this for shoot. We'd been a band for six months trying to put this. We didn't want to play a show till we were ready, and we had like a basically a full album ready by then. Uh huh. And we just wanted it to be like perfect. We wanted to. Well, you know, you got any nothing happened. Everything went smoothly. Oh yeah, we did great. Everybody was. Yeah, Everybody was it nervous. Was, it was really fun. Um, that was, I think that was one of my first times, like, really singing by myself on some things. Like, I would always, like, so I'm uh, still trying to railroad um, in <laughs> Iowa. Um, I did a lot, of, a lot of harmonies. So I was always, you know, kind of hidden. I was surprised someone was going to hand me a mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was like, really? By y'all, the way, y'all gonna let me sing? That was two y'all years ago last crazy. week. I got a yeah. t- I got a time hop thing on my phone <laughs> about Dang. that shit. Yeah. Nice. So congrats. So man. it's gone it's gone quick, but it's also it's kinda cool that it hasn't been that long. Seriously, I mean I honestly thought that um that she had been here longer than three years. But damn. No time flies. Three and a half, three and a half. I've been here four and a half, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really, same thing. I thought I met you like six years ago for some reason. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Slow down, man. Shit. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> ah. All right, well, um, I'll talk about what you guys talk about. Because a lot of the... And I listen, I listen to a bunch of songs. I mean, I, and I saw the show uh, last weekend. I mean, I saw, I saw and I heard. <laughs> I didn't just watch. Uh, but you talk a lot about... It's very engaging stuff. Politics, war, environment, but there's a lot of that um, like self empowerment kind of message. And is that something that you know you go, okay, we're gonna talk about this, so let's just go right and then come back together and then make a song, or how how does how does that happen? Um, in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, someone would usually either come with a, a beat or or. Um, an idea sometimes mm-hmm. it starts with lyrics um uh, but yeah there's usually like some sort of you know melody and then you know we explain like what what we want the, the song to be about and i know a lot of like the message that i want to bring to people is you know going through that struggle and then getting you know to the other side and you know fighting for your happiness mm-hmm. um because i definitely battled depression for um i would say the majority of my life and, um, and, you know, a lot of people who know me now would not like, yeah. they wouldn't even think that. Cause I really do try to, you know, be as positive, um, as, of a person as I can and to, um, you know, but I feel like I've gotten that way from, um, trying to just think about, um, what I can be thankful for mm-hmm. and, uh, not always, um, not focus on, you know, the, the negative things too much or, or I've definitely like learned how to reprogram myself not to let myself overthink, overthink in patterns that can be destructive and drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's definitely been one of the, you know, one, 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 of, one of the coolest things I feel like I've, I've overcome and I would like to help people um, kind of overcome that too because I see that... Um, as a a cycle that that runs very rampant. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in a, in a, a lot of people go through the same thing, and they, they yeah. look for 
other people who's go, who gone through the same thing just for to inspire them like oh if she made it you know i can probably you know pick myself up yeah. not probably i can pick myself up and make things happen in the right direction one thing that's really nice about writing in this band is like especially lyrically with Chantel is like like i said Chantel and i are very kindred spirits when it comes to musical stuff like we've gone through a lot of the same kind of depressions and but also like picking ourselves up and like trying to be really positive people and anybody who meets us I really try to be positive and like <laughs> it's hard sometimes you know and I try not to it's not just faking no, it no. it's like but you know <laughs> I think it, it's worth the, the battle but anyway the nice thing about writing with Chantel is that like we we're very we're different people of course but we we blend very well when we when we come together with different ideas and on on writing and we're really good at challenging each other with like, okay, well, this song, I really want it to be more ambiguous. We want, like, oh, I want to be, make sure, like, Chantel will be like, hey, you know, Seth, sometimes you're very specific. Mm-hmm. And, like, the story is, is going very, like, you're telling everybody exactly what is happening. Maybe we should be leaving more for the imagination to have somebody be able to put themselves into it. And anyway, nice. I, I just don't feel like we're ever really, we're, it's not usually fighting each other on that. And it's really cool, and why I mentioned that is because it's awesome when you can have two different, two different voices, not just actual literal voices, but also different like parts of the story. Right. Have interweaving parts. Yeah. Do you guys ever like c- compete in a way, or is it like a more always a collaboration? Like, oh, you wrote this piece. Oh, damn, that piece was nice. I need to step my game up and go back to the. I stopped trying to be the pretty one. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's really awesome to work with people who keep you on your toes and who inspire you um, to work hard. Right. And you know, um, singing alongside Chelsea Seth, um, I I knew I needed to practice a lot because he's got such a strong uh, such a strong um, voice. And you know, when I moved here, I was still just figuring out what what my sound is and. Uh, you know, I still feel like I'm, you know, always creating what that is. Um, but, and there's so much talent here in Austin. Um, I was like, all right, I'm not going to be the one that is going to fuck this up. You know, oh, like, okay. I, I didn't, <laughs> you know, and, and plus also it's, it's also really inspiring that, you know, a, a musician that I've, you know, looked up to for a while, um, wants to play with me and, um, you know, believes in my, my dream and stuff. So, um, you know, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to do the best I can, you know, and it feels, it feels good. Um, we gotta, we gotta, with the world aside, I, I love this band and I think that we all, all in this band, like we really enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. And, um, especially as of late, like the, the, the camaraderie amongst the, the bandmates and stuff, it brings me back to a feeling like you, you talked a lot about like people's first bands mm-hmm. and like why, why they started. Was there some, like some kind of like some girl in the audience they're trying to impress on their kids or something like that? There's something that's been bringing me back more and more. And um, I think that what's kind of funny, not to sidetrack too much, but no, since I, I, I spent most of my 20s just like just trying to make it, doing all these different things and touring like crazy and doing all this stuff. And you start to realize that a lot of the people you knew along that way start to not only stop playing music, but don't seem to even like it anymore. Mm-hmm. But then, like, some dudes that, like, you used to, like, 
make fun of in your head or out out of your head of like some like doctors playing in their 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 bar band on the weekends and they're having a blast and they still love music to death mm-hmm. and you're thinking who's really fucking winning here is it's the people who actually still has a passion and aren't assholes and they're like actually enjoying their life and so like one thing that i just feel so blessed right now is that like probably one of the reasons that people are even paying attention to us is that like we we love each other we all our band is just full of passion like we we enjoy practicing we have a blast we goof we joke we have serious talks and then we go off into our own back into our own worlds See, I'm glad I'm, I'm recording this. I should have put the graduation music behind all this. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. We all know you didn't you graduate st- shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can still do that in the No, no, that was, no that was good. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> Is that Kanye's album? <laughs> 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 no, but I mean, uh, actually, I read an article. Somebody wrote a piece about you guys. Um, some dude, I think it was, uh, yeah, back in... It was an organ or something, and he he lost all of his gear, all of all of his production gear. What? No, nothing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or no, no, I don't know. I've never heard of organ. Of organ, <laughs> like the, the piano. No, donor? organ. The state. Organ donor. Like organ donors. Like like in your Oregon. Body? Eugene. Oregon. And Eugene, maybe. Eugene. Is it Eugene? No. Okay. Some uh. some. Oh, yeah, yeah, Eugene, Oregon. Okay, so someone lost all their gear, and what happened? And then he listened to you guys, and he felt inspired. He was all down and it, because he, somebody stole his shit, and then he was like, oh, I need it. Why are you laughing? We have some really nice fans. We have some people that really believe in I'm that. just happy. Oh, okay. Just happy. I thought, it was in- I thought it was interesting, inspiring people. I, and Yeah, he said we inspired someone. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, skip that shit. Good for him, and good for you guys. Good, good for you, buddy. Thank you. I'm glad you graduated. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say though, um, my favorite song is "Around." It's a good song. Oh, cool. Yes, that's my favorite uh, lyrical song that Chantel's written. That beat is off the chain. No, that's that that? real. I mean, I'm I'm more. To me, if 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 the melody, if the beat catches me, then I pay attention to the lyrics. But the 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 music has to catch me first. And that yeah. beat, I thought that did Mike did that. Do yeah, that? yeah, wisdom. Wow, yeah, that was that was incredible. I we like to shit. call him wisdom, even though whenever we introduce him to anybody, we're mm-hmm. like, oh, and so this is wisdom because his last name's wisdom. Yeah, he'll be like Michael. <laughs> he puts his hand out. Yeah, I, it's like, I dude, your last name's Wisdom, and you make beats. That's awesome. Your name should be Wisdom. It's it done. Done. Yeah, Wisdom. God, with, like, with some crazy ass font. God wanted you to be in fucking <laughs> hip hop, dude. Wisdom. <laughs> Seriously, that's it. That is everything you should be like. It's his own like stamp. Stamp, right? <laughs> stamp on your face. Wisdom. <laughs> oh, please tell him I said that. Just he's seriously, oh, we, love, he, we that, love wisdom. He's good. I mean, I, I really. Oh, I, he's a, he's he's got a he's got the the strangest, coolest brain. Yeah. Honestly, the the dude is just a he's a fucking weirdo, and we love him. Oh he's just, yeah. No, he just spends hours making these beats. He's got beats for days, like. Honestly, if you look through his computer, it, like hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of beats. Like there was one time I got a, remember when I borrowed his computer, I was trying to name, I was trying to make notes on every beat. I got through like 5% of them. He's just 
for the last like 15, 20 years, he's just made beats on this crappy, crappy old Dell laptop <laughs> on Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops? And you know how old that shit is? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he has the updated versions, but he just found ways to make it even deeper down the rabbit hole. Like he, he's got all these tricks for how he makes it sound like it's not Fruity Loops. It's crazy. Dude's talented. Yeah, he is. I gotta say, he is. And and let's talk about the show, because uh, I mean, I was looking around. People, some people were really into it on at Red Seven mm-hmm. last weekend, um, and. Few things I noticed. One, um, I thought it was more. It was they, were, they had other mics than your mics. It sounds like 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 there's five people singing, and it's just you two. And at one point, my, even my my, uh, my friend turned to me and said, uh, <laughs> "What? What are you like?" <laughs> oh no! Go ahead. Go ahead. You never heard this? No, yeah. no. I'll I'll, I, I'll, I like, I'll explain that. Go ahead. I like continue. to laugh. No, go ahead. Explain then. Because I I, th- I thought that the the drum guy had a mic and the guy on the keyboard had a no, mic too. No, they're not singing. Yeah, but but um, that's what it sounds like. I have a really cool uh, voice live touch. It's a TC Helicon. Um, it's a vocal effects processor, and so there's times where I can hit the um, um, like a double uh-huh. um, effect on it's my like a, voice. It's like a harmony button, basically. So oh. she can she can or pick can make a, who's singing like with a, her, or I can make like a choir. Mm. Um, so y'all trick me. Yeah, so it just kind of, you know, it, it keeps it interesting. No, it's, that was good. That was good because I kept looking like, oh, wait, who else is singing in there? Oh, shit. Well, hey, we're, we're fully transparent on stage, though. Like, if you think we're hiding any kind of backtrack on anything, it's no, no it's, not, it's all very apparent. Like, no, I mean, you pull your tongue out when you, when you see. I noticed that. I knew you were looking at my mouth. Uh, you, know, you knocked that off, man. What? Looking at my mouth all the time. Me? Yeah, just staring at my mouth when I'm oh. on stage. The whole time. The whole time. The whole time. You went, ah! <laughs> not <laughs> hit, like this, not like this. To but. hit high notes, man. No, nah, I know, it's, I know. It's hard sometimes. No, nah, I, I thought it was cool. And then <laughs> at some point, she started popping. Popping, locking? Yeah, she was doing all this, like, robot kind of thing. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I love it. I, lo- I loved it. Seriously. Oh, thank you. Show thank is you, dope. So at this point, do you feel like, I mean... Like out of all the people who were there that night, I think, um, like you have, you at this point you have, a, you, we have a pretty solid fan base here in Austin and and outside of Austin. You know, I, I feel like it's 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 definitely um, grown a lot lately because there's a lot of people I don't recognize that know the songs, mm-hmm. and I think it's, it's so cool. And um, and I'm not really like I'm not really used to that. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it's definitely, it's definitely growing and especially like playing like, you know, stuff like fun, fun yeah. and you did the um, Red Bull select. You're on a billboard. Yeah. 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 Red billboard. Bull sound select. Yeah. Yeah. They've definitely like been hooking it up. Um, they've done a lot of good stuff for us. Yeah, man. We're so thankful, um, to be working with them. And, uh, yeah. So that's definitely made a lot of people interested and, you know, that name become, you know, we bu- not to buzzing r- around town. We try not to ride out on like just like the 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 fan base we have. We're definitely appreciative of the people that listen, but like if you'll notice, we you'll notice on a lot of we pick our shows based on on like who we're gonna be playing with, people that we're really stoked right. about. Like we've like Chantel and I are huge Golden Dawn Orchestra fans, mm-hmm. and um, you know, like I 
sit on stage like Topaz, the singer. He played saxophone on our record mm-hmm. last year. We didn't even know him. He was just a friend of the Black Angels guys, and they invited him in. And so anyway, we always try to we always try to like put ourselves in you know new crowds as well. Like they have they have a very awesome crowd. That was mainly their crowd that night, and like yeah. So we were just like honored to play in front of those people, and we made some new fans and stuff. So like, and we were you know joking about it beforehand, or at least talking about it that like if their fan base must be such um not critical but definitely have great ears because they they're a very special band yeah, they, definitely. They, <laughs> definitely. you know what i mean they, and so like their their audience is just so cool you know their audience such, is a lot of musicians a lot of musicians mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of people of all different ages a lot of people who have like from all different they're they're not just like some some moment in time in some scene of music they're they're these people who are very like, and I maybe I, maybe I'm stretching a little bit, but like seems like they're very developed into their own lives and like have really cool things going on. Seems like everybody I meet of their crowd just seems, I don't know, it's it's a really cool thing. So we were stoked, we were stoked to be playing for these people. It definitely got my fire going. Yeah, I love seriously, I love, and I came, I came back for uh, going down later that night, and I was like. I don't think I've, I don't think I think that was my first time hearing them. Oh, cool! Because I I, I've, so I see the name everywhere. I've actually plugged it on the show. I've 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 seen a few clips, but seeing them live, I'm like, damn, what's up with the masks and all and all that? I'm like <laughs> that's that's pretty cool. And and it's I, a whole show. Yeah, it's I love I love when you put actually put on the show, like you just mm-hmm. don't stand there and play and you just stare at your mic and then look, you know. That straight straight ahead in, into the crowd. It is an actual show. Yeah, definitely. That that's what that's what I look, look to. So yeah, definitely. That that was. That and they was inspire dope. us to be continuing to to grow that way too. Man, did you um? So once you once you get on stage, is it pretty? At this point, it's pretty much uh, like you're on autopilot. You know, it's kind of <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't get on autopilot. Like you know, when you when we start singing the songs. I know I, I try to put myself um, in a similar, you know, in the in the mindset of when I wrote um, the oh, song. Cool. Um, because if I just go on autopilot, then you'll, I mean, you, it'll be noticeable and I won't feel like I'm making like the connections with the crowd that I could be making. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just because I've sung something um, a thousand times, you know, this could be somebody hearing us for the very first time. And... Um, yeah, so I I really try to you know have some quiet time before we go on stage and uh, yeah just bring it bring it in and uh, <laughs> you have a little routine before you get on. Um, it depends. You know, I always say some like positive affirmations. Um, affirmations are definitely a a big thing mm-hmm. in in my life, and uh, you know I just I just really take a moment of you know silence to remember why I'm here and to, you know, remember why it's important not to just be robotic with it because we're dealing with, uh, human emotions and, and very real issues. And if you have the opportunity to speak to a lot of people, um, I think it's doing a disservice if you don't give your heart. I, um, I've never been comfortable with my skin. I'm just not. I'm. I'm a kind of a nervous person. And really, yeah, after all these years, you've been doing this. Yeah, I, I think that the what I've 
luckily I've just channeled it is that um, being on stage, I've channeled the butterflies and that like I, I love how uncomfortable it is for me to be up there and what, what how much it makes my blood rise. Uh-huh. And it's, you guys it's, look totally comfortable up there. I, I got to tell you. Well, it's just it's it's like a it's like a. No, I mean it 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 gets me on my toes and it makes me have to feel alive and has to make it makes me have to fight like I, I it's like I'm just crazy enough that like to to throw myself onto the stage, mm-hmm. and then once I'm up there, it's like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do now, man? You just put yourself up here. Yeah. And even though I've been doing that over and over again for a long time, it's like, it's um, it's a way to make me deal with things and try to be normal. I mean, try to be, try to be able to exp- express myself in a in a good way and connect with people. And when you get off, you're like, oh, you feel relieved or you're like, holy shit, this was intense. I really think kind of, kind of relieved. Relieved? Kinda, <laughs> yeah, kind of relieved, you know, with having so many, or, you know, with having, you know, other musicians. You just want everything to, you know, you want everything to go, uh, go smoothly. And I, I love performing. My parents had me in dance classes since I was five years old. So I've always loved performing. And sometimes I feel more comfortable performing than I do just sitting in a room at a party. Um, I, at a party, I can just like, I can just be like such a quiet person mm-hmm. and then like, you know, get on stage and I just, you know, love to, you know, just share emotions and stuff. I definitely know that I do better with like sp- speaking, you know, kind of like one-on-one or if there's a, if there's some big personalities in the room, I can kind of, go back into like my shell or whatever <laughs> i've been starstruck like at the you open for for a huge band and yeah i've been i get starstruck all the time all the time all the time i'm uh i'm a big fanboy. i'm a big fanboy for sure yeah and you get to meet you get to meet them you just like yeah i gotta play shut with down of, i gotta play with some of my favorites it's like smaller smaller favorites but they're i mean they're big to me Mm-hmm. Like I, I got to play a few shows with Rocky Votolato, and it's one of my favorite artists of all time, and and it just means the world to me. Like one of my, one of my, I mean somebody, somebody that I've listened to the record, like listen to the the CD and tell it like would skip kind of thing. Like, uh-huh. and then you get to meet that person, and you're trying to be all cool, and, or not not cool, but like just. Be like, don't freak out, don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean like in some kind of like, oh, it's the Backstreet Boys kind of like mm. trying yeah, to yeah. tug at the pant leg. Sweat this way. But just like something where I just, <laughs> you almost want to, like, like they're talking about something just normal day thing and you want to be like, so why did you write the thing about this? Because I just need to know. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I'm a lyric junkie. And so like, like. Like I was such a big Conor Oberst fan for so long, like Bright Eyes. Like I, I turned down going to see Conor Oberst like five, six times in the last decade. Uh-huh. Um, there was even a time that my last band was like uh, talking to the promoter about actually opening for him, and we, we just kind of like let it go because of because of how nervous I was about it. I recently went and watched him by myself at Stubbs, and it's like. I, I just I I hold a very high respect to certain artists and uh, it's probably the Big Brothers kind of thing. I get you. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. All right, we've been talking for an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Accomplished. Who said, who said we were done? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was when you said you're like an hour, two hours. I was like, what? 
lot. Right, but goes, this is this has been fun. It goes, it goes fast. Yeah. Well, it's I good. was let, let's let's talk about. I mean, it's pretty much the end of the show now. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on, and you guys tell me if that's all right. Uh, since Digital Wild started, I mean, you've had different people on the on the band. Oh, what are you about to talk about? Yeah. So I mean, how's you know? Do you have to like recaliber the band every time someone gets out or gets back in, oh, or how does that? Yeah, yeah. I think we um, definitely have had to, you know, re- redesign our our sound and mm-hmm. and find, you know, find what works and and what doesn't. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's a big learning process. It's just like any like. You know, in your relationship, you, you know, you try things out and you see what stays and, and you see. Um, Very diplomatic of you. What, what yeah. doesn't. So, yeah. um, you I'd know, like to, if anything, I. Sorry, go ahead. No. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. I didn't go interrupt ahead. you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Into the mic. Into the mic. Seth. <laughs> Always interrupting you. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Should have got real. <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> Go ahead. It's the end of the show. We can do this. Come on. No, I was just gonna say that. I think you're right. I think, but into the, the mic. Way that it, the way that it kind of switches up is that I think that um, we don't recalibre for it. It it kind of recalibres for us. Like the music was already starting to change. Like it already starts to change on its own, and then you switch to it. Like it's, I don't think it's like you change a member and then you're like, oh, okay, well now how are we going to reformat? I think that already the natural progression of like the group and like where things go, like the music just starts to change uh-huh. and then yeah, I would you, you kind of go with it that way. That's, that's all I was trying to say. Yeah. I'm trying to interrupt you. Yeah. <laughs> are you mad him for interrupting mm-hmm. you or something? No, I'm just kidding. No, I like, like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's sassy. <laughs> no, I, I agree. Because I mean, when I when I when I got to know y'all, of course, you know, Pax was part of this and it was bringing the hip hop element. And he was, and that's what you know. As a hip hop fan, I was gravitating towards that. Like, oh, there's freaking Pax on the on the crew. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. You know, you know that's that's dope stuff. And and uh, and now it's like. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's missing. I'm not saying it's, I'm just saying that that was a founding element to what you guys had, and now it's not. It's we not don't a, we don't deal with our band in certain. Man, this this might insult. I'm just gonna say it. No, sorry. we don't. Different genres of music have different like different qualities about how people like to describe it. About like crews and about founding members and about different things like that. We never thought about this as something like that. This is not some this is not some like fucking represent the block thing. This was not oh, some Oh, yeah. okay. I see what no, you're and this is like, not it had nothing to do with who's an original members, mm-hmm. who was in who's there's no one in charge of this band. There's no there's 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 no leaders of this band. Mm-hmm. We're all deciding each day to make music together. Mm-hmm. And it would be very disrespectful for me to talk about where people diverge, not just musically, but personally, mm-hmm. and about why those reasons are. But we go where there's harmony and where there's peace and where there's people that want to be playing music together in the same fa- fashion. Not doesn't mean that anybody who is not a part of the changes did something wrong. 
It could mean it could mean that as well. It, it just means that you decide every single day. It's mm-hmm. like we didn't get married and then someone just got a like got fat and disrespected their body and disrespected their their spouse and then like oh well I'm not going to divorce them because I'm married kind of thing and then like that kind of shit. It's like we decide every fucking day. Mm-hmm. If we want to play music together. If we want to work hard. Chantel and I went through a relationship and broke up. And we knew that we were still kindred spirits enough musically that we could work through that. Mm-hmm. So that shows how much we, that we're not into like easy just passing off. Things. I get it. I you know. Look, that's 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 fair. It's totally fair. Yeah, I'm sorry. I get a little passionate about it, but like, no, no, no. Look. I've had to be on guard a little bit for a while now and being attacked and on that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And, you know, and it's just what it is. It's just yep. an, it for me. Like I just like to be like in an environment um, where everyone is enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what is going to keep inspiring um, this to uh, you know this band to um, keep reaching um, a lot of people and and bringing. You know, I feel important. We feel important messages to a lot of people, and if we, you know let those sort of things um little things get in the way, in the then, way then, yeah. then it's you know you see you see bands break up all the time and it's you know just really really talented people and it's a shame because you just see like oh you know the the talent and the heart there and everything and and we just want to we just want to keep going and, and bring in a good message and yeah i got i got nothing but love for no anyone who's ever played no, look, with that, us that's, nothing yeah, but that's love totally yeah and I've extended that. The so. whole, you know, it's, it's part of the journey. It's, you know, yeah. that's what music is. Yeah. You're, in, you're in it, and you give, give it a hundred percent. Cool, cool. Do people recognize you in the street right at this point when you walk around? I've been getting some <laughs> fucking hilarious things at the mall. And I'm not even though. I mean, it, okay. Maybe I blend in being the white. Are you dude. famous? I'm yet? the white dude with a beard in this town. <laughs> you don't stick out as a white dude with a beard in this town. But uh, really, yeah. No, but I I have said to the band a few times that like I've had about four different Uber drivers who have like been who've randomly it's come up and questioned about like what I do or whatever, and they're like, like this last one was saying that she's she's like she's like oh you guys should do you guys have you ever heard of Black Fret? And I was like, it's like some foundation foundation here. And I was like, yeah, we're actually playing for Black Fred at Gibson uh, in later this month. And she's like, I'll be there. I'm part of the foundation. And some other kid like had come to a couple of our shows and didn't recognize me because mm-hmm. I'm not the pretty girl with the afro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, no, I mean, we I get... I usually get recognized more after someone's like, hey, and by the way, this is Seth from Digital Wild. And then someone's like, oh, I I heard you guys on the radio or I've heard good things or I wouldn't say that we're that I'm really in the famous range. <laughs> You're getting there, man. You guys are getting there, seriously. We we get such awesome appreciation. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw it in the crowd on you yeah. know, last weekend and it was really... The, I love the full spectrum of it. We get such a rad balance of like... Seriously, like, I'll, I, you just end up like one of those. Uber you mean in terms of the, the 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 type of crowd, like type, the range of it, the the range of it, and I mean, shoot, even when we we went on our U.S. tour last spring, um, just the all sorts of people seem to really dig it. It seems like we're 
we're doing something that um, seems palpable to a larger audience, I and mean, it's that's really nice. All right, must be doing something right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're throwing out free candy. At the <laughs> <laughs> People love candy. Now what I mean that that's 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 awesome, and uh, now that you now that you need more approval, but I'm really I'm really proud, kids. <laughs> I'm older than y'all. I can say that. <laughs> You're like older than me, like by what? A couple months or something? I'd be 33 in two months. You're like a year and a uh, year and a half older than me. So yeah, I'm older. I can say this. <laughs> no, no, seriously, you guys are doing a great job. Seriously, thank, thank you, thank seriously. you, bag. You're doing a thank great you. job too. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm doing my best. <laughs> I do what I can do. I can't believe that you do this podcast from a castle. This well, is a. I mean, this is a huge castle. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying to be humble. I only invite the ones that matter. Three moats? That's a lot of moats. <laughs> <laughs> and I paid for those deer. I took two carriage rides once I was in He's here. He's got Bambi just running around. Yeah, outside. one was spray painted gold. It's <laughs> <laughs> all peaceful and shit here. You went past the gate and saw my guards. Saw the gold deer. <laughs> Man, I had to load the bridge. Yeah. Shit. Two bridges. <laughs> <laughs> now, um... So what else? I know you're you're doing the Fort Hood thing. Yeah. Uh, can you touch on that? Yeah. Um, I'm working on a project with Timmy Rook right now, mm-hmm. and um, uh, him and uh, Alicia Vega, his lovely wife, approached me about uh, singing on on a track, and it was it was so funny. We met at like a Velvet Dust party. And uh, I had seen Alicia's photos and uh, Alicia Vega photography. She's she's awesome. She's really good. Yeah, it's really beautiful really film stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she approached me and she was like, you've got to hear my husband's music. He's really good. And, you know, honestly, like I'm used to people, you know, kind of coming up being like, oh, you got to check this out. I want you to sing on my on my thing. And like, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, you never want to like sometimes you don't want to hit them back. A yeah. little bit, because, like, it, you know, might not be what you want to oh, sing yeah. on, you know? <laughs> um, uh, but, <laughs> but like, you know, so I didn't know if it was going to be like that or whatever, but she was so stoked about it. So I went home and listened to it, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And I just had, like, the songs on repeat on the SoundCloud um, soundcloud.com backslash Fort Hood. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get <laughs> okay, sorry. Dude, and it's, it's good. Um, it's I, really I good. Heard it, yeah. But yeah, yeah. we um, um, we got our stuff on, on Afropunk and we released a, a two songs, um, I think like a, about a month ago. Um, it's been really well received and um, I'm extremely excited about this project. And then we're also... Um, working with his uh, friend, Matt, who, who writes lyrics. Um, so we're coming out with some more stuff um, right now that I'm just... Damn, look at you. Oh, I'm just so, and so excited when, about. When are you going to either start your own clothing line uh. or design your own clothes <laughs> or become the spokesperson for some brand? Because oh, if, if you type in Chantel Moody in <laughs> Google, it's like... Oh, Chantel Moody, look at her style and look at the way she dressed. And, and, and it is dope, I got to say. It, it, it's really, like Thanks. like you said, you stand out. <laughs> you, you really do. So uh, is there anything in the books for that? or? Um, I've definitely... Um been, you got to be asked that I've, all I've the time. I've definitely been like, approached by people to, to, uh, to, to wear their, their clothes and stuff. Um, you know, I'm... 
I, I am a part of a group called Crash Alchemy. Yes. And uh, yeah, definitely I got to see shout, that. shout out yeah. to, I got to see Agent that Red. Many times. Um, she definitely is amazing at styling yeah. just anything theatrical. Um, so, and she's also my roommate, which is very really? cool. And she is the um, the director of Crash Alchemy. Um, so, you I know, I definitely yeah. see, you know, maybe something in the future with that. Definitely. Um, yeah, maybe something in the, in the future with that. She's always, she's always inspiring me in so many ways. So, um, we all got big love for red, like red. She's sorry to interrupt you. She's, she's just so, so sweet. She's done a lot for the digital wild. She's come out and take pictures and she's, mm-hmm. she's just always like such a, um, a strong beacon of light for like. There's something of there's something about her that 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 shows order and business and and in a in in a very artistic. She definitely has world. That, she definitely has that vision. When I went, yeah, I, the I, I went to the show. Um, I don't know if it was the first show, the one I was on East MLK in that warehouse. Oh, uh huh. Yeah, and I was like, really? That just came out of her head. That shit was insane. And then I went to the Crash Alchemy, uh, the art outside. Uh, thing not this year, not this past year, the year before. Oh yeah. And oh, where she was the main. She did, the, the I have shit, I have yeah. video of you, uh, doing that that uh, video mapping thing. Oh yeah, Fuck we did yeah. the yeah yes. video mapping with the connect. Yes, and it was all red and green, and she was. Doing did you? She said they they uh, they fucking like jailbreaked a connect, jailbroke a connect like yeah. a, like. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. the the because uh, those things are only a couple hundred bucks, right? Well, it's I mean, like, I can't take credit for that. No, but Somebody I'm saying the, 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 crew, no, no, the yeah, crew did. The, yeah, the, I mean, the, the, but I mean, they developed some software. Yeah, to do some really, really awesome show. Things. Awesome show. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. So, you got big things coming up. I know you do. You got to. <laughs> you got to. I, I feel extremely blessed. I feel like. Um, Agent Red reached out to me um, to join Crash Alchemy at, I mean, just the the most perfect time um, when I was really looking for uh, an outlet. Because, you know, being a dancer, I'm always going to want to, you know, move my body and, and express my way or express myself, you know, through dance. And uh, when she asked me to come audition for Crash Alchemy, um, I, I, you know, I was like, who is this lady, you know, who... You know, with this crazy hair and and crazy costumes, and I looked at you know some of the work that she did. I saw this uh, video um, trailer from uh, a show she did with Sky Candy called uh, uh, "Land Without Evil," and man, I just remember like having tears in my eyes seeing it and seeing all the beautiful aerial dancing yep. and the amazing costumes and this these people who had you know such a message, and I was just like. I was blown away and it was just like, I could just feel the, the little girl inside of me being like, I don't have to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. it's, it's definitely a great show. Definitely a great show. All right. Uh, let's play a little game now. Cool. And then we'll get into plugs. Um, so you're the, the first guest of the year. Congratulations. Fuck yeah. Hey, we won. Uh, we, any, uh, so I mean, it's not, <laughs> what do we win? No, I'm just kidding. I'm my my $2,015 consideration. <laughs> we get to rent out the castle, right? You, uh, you made it to the castle. That's what you win. <laughs> you get to talk, go walk out of here and say you went to the castle. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> any New Year resolution just for kicks besides eating right and exercising and uh, 
traveling more? No more steroids. Dang, you just took all my, th- <laughs> you just took all my shit. <laughs> That's what everybody says. That's what everybody says. Um. Oh, you haven't, you haven't, mine, made, it, you haven't kinda, made them yet, huh? Mine hit a little early. I, I had, a, I had a rough year, and I just uh, decided to to take hold of my life a little bit and be That's more good positive. Idea. Good idea. And um, I'm just approving your resolution. Yeah, <laughs> it all it's all been working for the best. I've been I put myself in a good position and I started helping out at a, a gym, a locally owned gym, and yeah, I've just been trying to fill my days with as much joy as possible. Yeah. That's good. Um, you know, since I, I I'm now f- like a full time artist. Um, you know, I'm I'm really digging deep to uh, to to bring like things that I think could be important to um, you know, like it, w- it doesn't have to be just young girls. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be just mixed people or anything like that. But I definitely feel like I was. Uh, brought up with a, a interesting outlook and I feel like a lot of my friends come to me um for advice and um you know I do a lot of I do a lot of uh like reading I love listening to podcasts I love helping people so this year I really um want to put it out there that you know I want to um have more of a platform um to do that you know yes we have you know the stage for for music and everything mm-hmm. um but I think more, even more so through um, fitness and sharing all, uh, so many of these um, yeah, these positive messages that I've I've learned, and I'm I'm just always seeking those things out, and uh, I just love that I always have friends coming to me, being like, "Oh man, I'm really going through this. Like, what do you think I should do?" And I'm just like, "I think you should read The Power of Now." I think <laughs> you know, I'm just always you know trying to you know or anything like you know the Four Agreements. Um, you know, I definitely recommend stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like I want to connect with my audience more in a way that I feel like I can do a service and, and help well, people. If you, need so, help, if you need help starting a podcast, I can definitely help you out. I, you know, uh, I just might. I just might. Seriously. Um, it's, so, it's, yeah, it's that's, easy. that's one thing I really have on my heart. Uh, lately I just I feel like I want to serve people more and I just want to I just want to help I just want to help people <laughs> I got a couple of trees in my yard that I need to cut down if you want to come, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come out you want, you want to clean this castle uh, $500 <laughs> 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 no, uh, um, one thing I okay, the, 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 <laughs> the thing I found out a week ago what uh, a week ago a week yeah ago. The whole thing with the black eyed peas. Do you guys know about that shit? What the black eyed peas for New Year for good luck? Sucked. Oh wait, the eating. Yeah, yeah. Oh, eating. I thought you were talking no, about not, the band. Oh fuck the band. Who cares about the that? No. I was like, why are you bringing? Them? No, 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 no. The, the eating, the eating, the eating the I'll black respect, eyed peas. But what about uh, them? but oh, I used to eat those growing up. Man, I hated yeah, those. I ate those too. Uh, my dad little, always made me eat those. Rough, I, I just found out about it two weeks ago. What, what about them? But eating black eyed peas? Yeah. Just yeah, in for, for the I didn't new know. Year. I, for New Year. Yeah, soul food. Like, but yeah, that's always been a tradition. Yeah, but for the New Year. I never year. heard of it until two weeks ago. Seriously? Yes. I've been in I've been in this country 16 years. Well, it's, they don't taste that great. No, but I mean, I didn't... It, people <laughs> were like, you got to eat black eyed peas for good luck. I'm like, who the fuck came up with that idea? Who did come <laughs> up with that? I'm not going to lie, though. I mean, I the whole idea of soul food, like, always kind of stoked me up. Because, uh-huh. like, my parents taught me about that. And, like, like they... 
I mean, they didn't come from money either, but like, of course, not nearly as bad as what the history of soul food is. Mm-hmm. But there's something kind of cool about like the making something good out of leftovers or like, yes. you know what I mean? Like the idea of collard greens or black eyed peas or like gizzards or like. I guess you can put hot sauce on anything. And make it <laughs> <high>. <laughs> well, I, I actually looked it up. You guys know where that shit come from? Any idea? Where's it come from? The black eyed peas thing? Any idea where that come from? It has, it has a few different origin uh, stories. I'm say Haiti. I'm going to say it's a voodoo thing. No, nah, it was here, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's in New Orleans. It was uh, the... French Quarter. Was Hold on. I got to read that. I got to read that. Oh, yeah. The black capitals were considered animal food. So when the Union armies would like raid the Confederate food supplies and shit, mm-hmm. they, they would... Ignore the black capis, and that's how the Confederates survived the winter by eating black capis. Ah, so, so they were thankful yeah, yeah. for that. Oh, really? Yeah. And then there's wow. another story that's about uh, the slaves, and that's all they had to eat. So they were they felt like they were blessed because they could survive. The same thing back in ancient Egypt. I mean, the whole thing is like, oh my God, we got black capis, we're gonna eat. That's all it is, and so we're lucky. That's awesome. That that is awesome. My dad made me have black eyed peas every year when I was living in Iowa, I'd and never man, heard I that. would always be like turning my nose up, being like, I don't want to eat it. And well, he'd be like, Do it. It's what your ancestor did. <laughs> well, there's the did he say it like that? <laughs> really? I didn't know he talked like that. Damn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a little the roots on that. One. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, what God. is your name? My dad's awesome. K- 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 Oh, my dad would do that to every baby in our family. He would <laughs> raise him up in the air and he'd be like, Kunta, Kinte. <laughs> my dad totally does that. <laughs> He's awesome. Her dad is the shit, by the way. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, I mean, there's like the greens for the money and the cornbread for the gold. I mean, it's the whole thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And How if you mix it with tomatoes, it's for wealth. I read that, actually. Well, there you go. You learn some. Come to the yeah. castle. You'll learn a shit. that before me? Look, I, I just found out two I weeks just, ago. I'm not that smart. I guess I just had to eat it. I didn't have you to. You didn't know. They were just like, no, no, I, I, you eat it because I said so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all we got. Either that or you're not eating. What are you going to pick? Honestly, I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like I read that in a, I feel like I read that in a book like, uh, what was it, like Follow the, the Drinking Gourd or, or the one of those books? They had that in it. The story behind the Black Abbeys? Yeah. Like, I, feel like it, I feel like it came up in one of those. Maybe or that's was why it, the black capis. The, the black capis. The group. Shit. What was it? Poisonwood Bible. Fergie. One of those. <laughs> Fergie's the cornbread. I don't know what Fergie no, no, was. No, she's the meth head. <laughs> yeah. For, for, uh, for what? Fergie is, was not the luck. Oh, I well, don't know. I was just thinking because, like, you know, her. She's white. She's look, like cornbread. She ruined the black capis <laughs> like for the, me. The lighter, oh, really? That's the lighter color. Cornbread. That's a that's fucking yeah. racist. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just I think Fergie fucked up the black happies. That's all I'm saying. I like the black happies black happies before she came on. That was good shit. And then she came on and then they did that. I got a feeling and then they made a lot of money. Maybe that a, was their luck. You know what? I when no I used to teach um like hip hop to little kids. Oh, they would love the Black Eyed Peas. So I totally had Black Eyed Peas on on our little playlist. There you go. I totally did. They would be like, "Can you play it again?" It's funny, innocent, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not. It's not like they're hurting anybody. No, they're not. I don't know much about them. They're not. But if you're, I'm, I'm a purist. Put it that way. Just leave it at that. Because Fergie and Back used to date. Yeah, I used to to fuck her, and then she (laughs) left for me for Will I Am, and I'm like, bitch, come on now. She says that you could barely call it fucking though, like the way that you guys are. Hey, I, I, I did the best I can. 
<laughs> she said that she didn't have a feeling. <laughs> she said tonight was going to be a okay night. <laughs> she said, you are retarded. Yeah, it's, it's retarded in here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Oh, God. Uh, quick question. Quick question, though. Uh, is there a place that you would recommend to people either on any given night that you enjoy uh, when you go out on a weekend or anything? Um, I think Chantel and I both kind of started steering away from... I really only go out if there's a show. Or, um, That's fine, bro. And I'm a, a restaurant a guy. Um, shoot, we love to play at Red 7. Yeah, Red 7 was great. Um I like all the traditional ones. I mean, yeah, I, the Mohawk, Mohawk, the Mohawk, the Mohawk is awesome. Both C three and Transmission have been awesome to us, but like, especially, no, no offense to C three or anything, but like Transmission's been so kind to us, especially as of late, and like, mm-hmm. so like any of the venues that they that they do, like Parish is 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 rad if you're gonna be on Dirty Six. Great sound. Um, you know, like I, I love like Buzzmill. Buzzmill's great for getting coffee. I know where I like to go. Like if I just want to like go out and dance, I go to the White Horse. Fuck yeah! Really? I love to two step. Oh, you go to the Hawk Stop. Hawk, uh, hop? Except for the smell. What, sock Hop. What's it called? I haven't been to the Sock Hop actually, but you I know went what? One time that, that was fun. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's where that's that's usually that was usually like my kind of go to place. But I really don't go out a whole lot now. I think I've been so focused on. That's on, fine. On, on on working on like music and, and stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. You. It's all right. But and, and it's kind of cold right now. Oh come on! Cut so, the shit. It's not that. It's sixty degrees. She's from Iowa. Away. She's from Iowa. <laughs> really? You're bitching about oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. My dad was like, "It's negative five today," and I'm like, "Yeah, it's supposed to be Back like sixty-five yeah. today." <laughs> it's sixty-five people wear beanies and gloves. I'm like, "Come on, man." <laughs> to be honest, you know what I'll say? I've actually really been enjoying is. Since I've been working down on in SoCo, mm-hmm. like I love the crew that works at Joe's Coffee and like around that area. Yeah, and Juice Austin is right there in that corner, and the people are all so kind. Sometimes I feel like I'm like like a Norman Rockwell like painting. Like seriously, like I'll go to like place to place to like you know grab my coffee and then grab my juice at lunch break or something like that. And everyone's just so nice. Oh, Snack go. bar down there, like I just think it's such a cool walk down there. I know people call it kind of like the touristy spot or whatever. I would live in that area in a heartbeat. Oh, I live God. in seven hundred four. Uh, there's I, always just too. people. I gotta move my castle. The dogs and their cute kids and like everyone's. I just want to be able to walk. That's it. I yeah, be able to walk. walking and they're having a great time. Here, I, I I won't even walk to the Randalls and it's right there. Shit, I just give away when I live. Well, there's a bunch of Randalls in town. Fuck it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the Randalls by the castle. The Randalls by the castle. <laughs> On the hill. Anyway. Y'all just hit me up on Facebook for Bax's address. <laughs> <laughs> Don't check in, please. Yeah. I'm ch- check- Don't check in, please. Uh, cool, cool. The safe's pretty small. I'm pretty sure you can crack it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to lower that bridge, though. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, it's been an hour 50. Let's get into some plugs, shout outs. Anybody you want to shout out? How can people find you? Twitters, Instagrams, interwebs, yeah. internets, whatever um, you want to. Yeah, keep up with us on uh, our Facebook. So just type in the digital wild and, and we're on Instagram and, and Twitter and all that stuff. Um, this defi- week? Oh, yeah. Friday? Yeah, this Friday. We yeah, are, get it together, girl. Yeah, we're playing at. We're playing at Stubbs. <laughs> We're a team here. We're a team yeah, here. Yeah, I see that. I see that. 
Sorry. Go Sorry, go ahead. We're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't sound like you. Um, we're playing at Stubbs. It's free. It's Come on out. It's free week. Come on out. It's free week. We're going around midnight. We play with a band called Opposite Day. Mm-hmm. Band called Groove Think. Mm-hmm. Band called the the Digi Wild. Mm-hmm. What else was on there? And band called to be announced. <laughs> uh, Transcontinental <laughs> trip. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> How come I know that? Because you're looking at the internet, dude. No, I told Seth to know notes. Because you have notes. Yeah, but you should know this. You're gay. I can't read. Oh damn! Who graduated? <laughs> I tell all the girls I can only know Braille. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Stupid. Yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> Sorry, we're not gonna end on this. Uh, what about you? Anything you want to plug? People you want to shout out? Man, there's so many. We we Ugh. love so many bands around here. I got some more plugs. Check out um, Fort Hood. Definitely check us out. There you go. Um, that's my side project. Uh, check us out on on SoundCloud. Uh, check out Crash Alchemy, an awesome uh, performance group here in Austin. And uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, Working at an awesome local gym called Ignite Fitness, and they're the shit, and just good people. If you're looking for a gym, that's a good spot. Um, what are the plugs I got? You want to shout out the rest of the band, maybe? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you're asking. You can't I'm just shout outs. Just a shout out. Shout out to my mom. My mom is named Norma Jean. <laughs> shout out to Michael Wisdom. Michael Wisdom is our drummer. not here with us right now. Yeah, he died. No. <laughs> it sounds like that. God. He's not with us anymore. No, he just probably has to work in the morning. <laughs> Ryan Lotless is our, our, our newest member. Our synth player. He's our synth slash guitar player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out to Via 313. Some really awesome pizza in town. All right. Yo. Check it out. I'll, I'll, okay. <laughs> and also... Um, <laughs> Topa Chico, it's a great company. It's all, right, all 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 right. I get it. And then, and next thing you're going, you're going to thank your dog. You're going to give a shout yeah, out to the neighbor. Gravy, Gravy's a good dog. All right, oh, all right, all right. hold on, hold on. I got one more. And uh, shout out to Black Swan Yoga. Yeah, some great fitness classes going on over there. So. Are they getting bought out? Oh, on it. Yeah. Hashtag, yeah, on it. Bought hashtag out. on it. On it is awesome. All right. Best, uh, best protein. What's it? Hemp Force, best protein powder. Jesus, I'm, stop trying to get free shit. All right, I'm, I'm going to cut all of this off. I'm done. I'm, Bye. I'm done. No, 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 no. I, I got to I got some oh, okay. shit to say. Now it's my turn to talk. Okay. I got to tell people what's going on this weekend. All right. Uh, nice plugs, guys. <laughs> we do this a lot. Yeah, I can tell. I can totally tell. It's the first time on the mic, huh? It happens. It's all right. It's, it's, been, it's almost been an hour. I mean, two hours. Anyway, um, so like this said, uh, Free Week is happening uh, all week, of course. Uh, there's a lot of great bands to go see. Of course, go see the DG Wild. Um, this Friday at Stubbs Inside, no cover, of course, because it's called Free Week. There's a bunch of other bands you got to check out. I mean, LNS Crew, Rise Against the Storm, uh, yeah. uh, Keeper is playing also Friday, Henry and the Invisibles. Uh, who else? Who else? Technicolor Rainbows. Yes. Uh, Minds of a Different Kind. Uh, what's the... I can never pronounce the name because it's like BLX. Blaxploitation? Black pretty- oh, Black yeah, Blaxploitation. Yeah. Uh, go check them out at Spider House. I mean, I'll, I'll have the, the list uh, and the link to all of that anyway. Uh, however, 
On Thursday, there's um, Four Jacks is playing at Plush now. They moved from Lanai to Plush. So that's uh, Funky House, Chicago House. Uh, so that's Thursday. Of course, it's DJ Blendy, Mark Denham, Kadabra, and Jamon. Um, Friday, the Austin Boogie crew is playing at Vinyl. So all that funk and boogie stuff. And Saturday, of course, Ordeon is at Volstead with all the cumbia, hip hop, R and D, whatever you want. So, but definitely check out Free Week. It's it just I got to. I like everybody likes free shit. First of all, and second, there's a lot of talent seriously playing. So, DJ Wild this Friday, Stubbs Inside Free. Go check it out. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Tell your mama. Tell your pop. Uh, tell your friends, tell your dog, I don't care. Just uh, tell someone <laughs> or some, something, I don't care. Uh, follow on Facebook, follow on Twitter, the feedback, BAK. Happy New Year, everybody. All the best for 2015. And we'll talk to you next week. Ciao. Thanks. Thank you. Peace out.